All right, here we go. Welcome to the Square One Show. Join the startup business conversation. This is the podcast where we host authentic conversations about starting your business. You just need a little encouragement and practical advice to keep you motivated and headed in the right direction. And now, here are your hosts, Dave and Jessica. Well, thank you for tuning into the Square One Show podcast. We're glad that you found us, and we're here to encourage you with stories of people just like you. Those who want to start their own business but aren't quite sure where to start or how to start or maybe even know where to go next. Today, I'd like to introduce you to someone who I never would have guessed would own his own business, let alone a commercial landscaping business. Treeline Landscape does everything from planning and blueprints to the actual installs and laying out all of the plans. They have laid out beautiful landscaping, retainer walls, and irrigation systems for major hotel chains and restaurants, as well as local and state government jobs in Dayton, Ohio. The owner is one of the hardest working people I personally know. He cares about his clients, he loves his workers, he's getting the job done right. And that's probably why he's gotten a lot of great referrals. He keeps busy. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Mark Ocker, founder and owner of Treeline Landscape, who also happens to be my little brother. Mark's story shows us that even though we may have certain degrees or training or we're prepped for a certain field, it's okay to seize an opportunity. Mark found his opportunity right out of college. Here's his story. So Mark, tell us um, about your entrepreneurial ventures in college. Where did all this start? Yes, we started a tree trimming company and we called it Nunyo Tree Business. <laughs> and we pretty much just split everything right down the middle. And it was just you and Sean, right? You split the trees down the you middle? Or? <laughs> well, <laughs> in some cases, <laughs> we had a. Sean, me, and our other friend Steve started the business. Whose idea was it with the uh, Nunyo tree business? Was that? I think it started out as a big joke for Sean. <laughs> I mean, it started out, I think it was Sean's idea, but. We us, all kind of giggled and kept uh, Yeah, it. <laughs> us being the knuckleheads we were, we all ran with it. And you had official business cards and a logo. They said Nunyo Tree Business. Nunyo Tree Business. I still think that's hilarious. Okay, so then what were you what were you studying in college? Were you in college an entrepreneur, business? I had poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I went originally for criminal justice, and then after that, I took a couple police tests, which I scored very high on. And you just couldn't get experience, which you needed at first. Nobody wanted to give you experience and you couldn't be experienced to go in. So Right, which is which is a lot, you know, out of college. That's kind of a big Especially a big trying to trying to find something local was hard. And so. like did you want to come back home and work from at the police station or like were you passionate about doing police work? Um I I thought so, and at the same time, I don't know, I had seen some of some other guys that have been in the field for a long time just become hard and, you know, kind of disconnected, and 
and I, you didn't you saw I, yourself down I didn't, the road. I didn't want to become that. So yeah. So it was. I met a guy in my church as I was waiting for my wife to graduate, who had a landscaping company, and I'm like, well, I might as well. I was working at Starbucks at the time, and it was nice a getting barista? all the free caffeine I could handle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, um, I just wanted something different. I enjoy working outside, being outside, and that's kind of where I, I really didn't want to go back to an inside job. Mm-hmm. And our family background too, you know, farming communities, like working working with the land and the dirt, sure. and you know, it's kind of our heritage. I guess it was in my blood, and I guess Acker in German means field. So hmm. there you go. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> so you started working with uh, Mark, is the guy that Correct. you were working with. Um, you were doing landscaping for Mark. Mm-hmm. And and then what? You know, I had worked for him probably about three, four years, um, learning to do commercial landscape installations, um, irrigation systems. I did some grass cutting and maintenance, and there are quite a few. I mean, quite a few companies out there. It seems like, especially in Dayton, Ohio. Anyone with a pickup truck has a trailer and a mower behind it. Right. So the competition out there is cutthroat just for cutting grass. But when I started doing it, I just knew it was something that I didn't want to do. It was a paycheck, but it was, I didn't enjoy doing it. I'm more project oriented. So I feel like I kind of need to see a project from beginning to end phase and get it completed, work on it through it instead of coming back and trying to do the same perfect job every week by week by week. It yeah. just got super monotonous. And then by the end of the summer, everybody's just really burnt out doing the same thing. So what was the process that got you to actually being a business owner? You were working with Mark and then, um, and was that something you had planned on doing or was that something that just kind of happened naturally? Uh, what was the process there? I started becoming more of a foreman on his landscape crew running a bunch of jobs for him and he was still having to go to the job meetings and work worry about all the problems out in the field the day-to-day operations so he kind of said you know if you start your own company I can find you the work I can sub you the work you know we'll get together we'll look at the bids try to get those square make sure we're where we need to be with the bids and then after that I could sub the work to you I can handle the financial part of, you know, buying material or helping with payroll until we get paid for the job. I guess it worked for us. I know there's some scenarios where that hasn't worked out where people try to start up with a partner or try to work that way. But I think for us, it it worked well. Was it your idea? Like, did you ever think, wow, I kind of want to own my own business and do this? Or did Mark kind of present the idea to you and you just kind of fell into it? Um, a little bit of both. I always thought it would be nice to have my own, you know, set my own hours, be as busy as I want to be. And at the same time, as soon as he kind of brought that idea up, the gears in my head just kind of started really spinning like, wow, this could be the opportunity that I would like to, you know, maybe get ahead in life being, you know, a newly married couple and just trying to pay bills and eat ramen noodles. Mm. <laughs> so it it was definitely the... Uh, I guess the break that I needed to kind of kick me in the butt and get my, you know, ambitions going and drive almost toward doing that. And you've been doing this for how long? The last I started working for him right after college in 04. 
So I worked for him for about three and a half, four years. And then in 08, February of 08, I started my own official LLC. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that process. What was that like? I mean, did you have to come up with your own name? How did you come up with your name? I did. Um, The name of the company is Treeline Landscape. And I wanted to find something that had to do with the outdoors and I guess hiking and just being in the mountains, like stuff that I love doing. And I don't know, sometimes I think back on it now, I'm like, man, that name's kind of silly. Hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, what are people thinking about it? But it makes sense to me as as long as the name's getting out there, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of building a brand for yourself. That's really what it's all about. What do you think has helped you build your brand the most because I know Mark has been handing you a lot of jobs mm-hmm. but you're slowly starting to get your own jobs now right like Correct. your name's starting to get out so right. what do you think has been key for you to um, get these other jobs honestly it's probably more in my case been word of mouth I guess I should go back um, I haven't done a whole lot of advertising or advertising campaign because most of the jobs that I go for are commercial in nature where you have to put bid in, bids in on, on them and when you're doing more residential work that's more of when you need the advertising and have oh, okay. good background and good you know I guess word of mouth and by the way people see they your, see what you've done and say oh who did right. that I want to hire them so your trucks all lettered up nice and pretty and clean and when you're in the commercial realm you just kind of show up to a job site and nobody cares who you are you're just another another hard head on the job well, I want to go back to the structure that you have because it's kind of a unique thing. Um, not a lot of people have that. Um, looking back on it now, is that something that you would suggest to people? Is Are you happy with that arrangement or would you rather be completely on your own um, and not be with Mark? Because you're giving Mark a percentage. Is that Correct. pretty much yeah. how it works there, out? There's so. a percentage that he's cutting off the top. Right. So but, is that is that some? I mean, it sounds like it's worked for you to this point. And is that something you would suggest to people to try and maybe look for a partnership like that? Or is that it's, something you would steer away from if you had to do it again? It's definitely an option. I mean, th- I would always say have a mentor, have somebody that you look up to business-wise mm-hmm. to that can answer your questions, your hard questions, direction, things where to go, you know, your business statement. Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? Did Mark help you with all of that? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Sure. Okay. So just coming in new and being green at it and not – you know, having a criminal justice background just right out of college, mm-hmm. thinking, man, this is what I want to do. And then God kind of steers life a different direction. And then that's where you're, you're headed. But I'd say definitely if you can find some coaching or a mentor when you're starting, even to figure out all the paperwork end of things, the tax end of things, mm-hmm. there's still th- some things like eight or nine years in that I'm still learning with the tax code and how, you know. Right. And tax code's always changing as well. So right. as soon as you find out, you, do you have an accountant or somebody that you work with who does all of that for you? I do. I have a CPA that I've been working with for about six or seven years that very knowledgeable, very, mm-hmm. uh, very good at what he does. So. And you've also had somebody else do your website recently, right? So, Correct. Because you have all the time in the world to be messing with a website, right? Yeah, I know. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what other what other things have you been able to outsource? Or what would you like? Is there something on your plate now that you wish somebody else would take care of? And would you be okay letting go of something else? Well, I almost need to almost square away time during the week just to be in the office for one or two days to get bids turned in. 
And yeah, just before this interview, somebody texted saying, "Hey, when is that bid gonna come in?" But I told him, you know, the, after Layoff. yeah, after the holiday, I'll try to get you something. Hmm. But as for my payroll, I do outsource to a different company. Who do you use? Just uh, they're called Horizon Payroll. Are they a local or are they a national company? They are a national company, but okay. their office is convenient to my location. Mm-hmm. So we just fax over our information, the hours and what, you know, what mm-hmm. and where everybody worked. And then they can take out the taxes they take out. Mm-hmm. They, they keep all that stuff straight for me to keep me from getting audited. So right, to keep it's, it's worth the money. So you've been in business for almost about nine years now. Is that eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. So in that time, looking back, you've probably learned a lot and made a few mistakes and many, grown from them. Many um, mistakes, yes. What are what are one or two of the things that if you were in that mentor position now that Mark was in when you started with them, what would you offer or say to a new person getting into business? Um, what are some of the things that they should be thinking about or looking at um, even before they even start maybe? I would say research the field. Um, Being an expert in your field is very important, especially when you're dealing with customer relations. Um, Me not having a botanical background at all, um, it was just kind of on-the-job learning experience. Um, When you're doing commercial landscape, you get semi-loads of just different kind of plants and Hmm. having to locate them by sight or texture and not knowing what they were when I started and man, we just laid out 400 plants wrong. Those should have been bayberry instead of barberry. And then, so I hate when that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Just becoming an expert in your field, knowing what you're talking about. And for me, it was kind of organic. It, I just had to on the job learning on the Mm. job experience. And then, but you were willing to learn right, that, right? right? You know, it's not like you're just going to give up and, well, forget this. I don't know. And that's probably so what has helped separate you from all those other uh, competition that you talked about. That, that guy that just has a pickup truck and a lawnmower. Correct. Um, that's going to help you succeed more, where they're not because they're not putting that time in to learn, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming. And I, I'm, I am trying to diversify too. I'm not trying to be, I guess I'm trying to be a master of all trades instead of a jack of all trades. So mm-hmm. I do the irrigation, we do the landscape, um, lighting, paver patios, retaining walls. So mm-hmm. that just allows me to be more diverse as jobs do come in throughout the year. You know, I try to do my big landscape jobs in the spring or fall when everybody wants to do the planting. And then summer, usually when the planting stuff dries up, we'll either be doing irrigation or the paver patios or retaining walls when there's nothing else to do. And the weather's dry and I don't have to worry about rainstorms coming in and hampering the work. So. Right. Mm. Now, you do all of this by yourself, right? No. Uh, okay. No. How many, so you have a crew. How many people work for you? I didn't want that big of a crew. I didn't want to manage or try to babysit, but my crew is very knowledgeable. They kind of started with me, so we all learned the same things at the same time. We made the same mistakes. They had to watch me make mistakes, and they had to fix a lot of my mistakes. So they've probably grown just as much if not more than I have for the past you know eight nine years so what kind of things uh, resources or books or 
conferences, anything that you've done to help in that leadership realm now that you're leading a crew and leading a business? Um, what have you learned and where have you learned it? One quote that I heard was that your crew or your employees are only going to work as hard as you do. I mean, if, if somebody walked into my house and they just got done with a hard day's work and I have my feet kicked up on the table, sipping an iced tea or something, they're going to say, oh, why, why am I busting my tail for this guy if he's just going to sit around? I could, I could be making that money myself. But mm-hmm. if you're out there actually carrying blocks, getting muddy with them, that you get a lot more respect out of them in a harder day's work than you would otherwise. Right. Do you use any apps or anything on your phone that keeps you organized? So you know, okay, this this project's coming up. These are the 10 things that need to get done before we start, you know, clearing the land for this patio paver thing. Or... I'm kind of more old school in that way. I I guess a pen and notebook paper kind of keeps me more organized um, just because I can set it next to me in the truck. And mm-hmm. my truck is my mobile office, so mm-hmm. I try not to be on my phone as much as I can while I'm driving since I, I'm usually fielding more telephone calls and job site problems mm-hmm. while I'm going to and from. So, How does your work life and family life, like owning your own business and having three kids and a wife, how do you manage all of that? It's hard and I'm still learning to be better at it because there's always going to be something to do. Whether it's fixing the skid steer, fixing a truck, something went down on the trailer, I try to do a lot of the maintenance myself too. So some Sundays or Saturdays, mostly Saturdays, just trying to get ahead for the next week. Say, hey guys, if we just put in, you know, four or five hours today on Saturday, we'll be that much further ahead next week. And Mm -hmm. we could get this job done so we could start a fresh one Monday. So trying to balance that between family time and family time is important to me. So for sure, after you know, after the end of the day, we're definitely trying to get what we can done accomplished for the next day, but at the same time getting home to our families because and, it's, it, it's important for everybody. Right. And trying not to be exhausted from your work day, right? Because Correct. you have three very busy little kids too yes. to come home to. And sometimes they do see the worst part of me because I just beat myself all day and all I want to do is just kind of sit down in the air conditioning and relax and mm-hmm. all they want to do is play and jump around and sometimes I just need to find the energy just to play for another couple hours while they're still awake before they go to bed before I crash and burn myself. (laughs) And it is a service business that you have. So when you're not working, you're not making money. You're not still selling things on the internet overnight. So when you take vacation, like now you're here you have guys working for you still, but it's still, you're still sending phone calls and, you know, answering people. Right. So that's another stress on, with the business and um and yeah, I, would, get... I would say for for a bit small business owner there's always vacation but there's never i don't know you always have to take it with you whether you're fielding phone calls for day-to-day operations or unless you wanted to hand off that to someone else right Correct. i mean that's kind of the choice is well do i give somebody else that to take care of while i'm gone or like but is that worth right there's i mean pros the... and cons it's me and I have like three or four other guys right now. So mm-hmm. it's almost not worth it for me to hire somebody else doing secretarial work or fielding all that when I just need to keep the three or four guys that I have focused on getting the project done. And since I'm away right now, it works for me. But mm-hmm. 
do you have any plans to grow? Like, do you kind of envision this to look a little bit different a few years down the road? Or are you just kind of doing what's coming at you? And Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. I do like the size of the crew right now. I don't have a whole lot of drama. The guys I have, they're hardworking. They're great. Um, and they've been with you for, you said, since the beginning. I think yeah. that's very notable. Yeah. So, I honestly, I, I just don't know if I want to be any bigger. Mm-hmm. Just maybe work with the group and the crew I have and just try to be more efficient mm-hmm. so our profit more margins can just kind of go up. And I don't need a multi-billion dollar company as long as I'm paying the bills and providing work for other people. I'm, yeah. I'm happy. Well, awesome. What is it that keeps you going? You've been doing this for a while and it's hard work. It's a lot of work and time investment. So what is it that keeps you? Uh, I mean, you could go get a job as a police officer now or anything else where you're not Starbucks again you're not having to put in those hours and the stress so what is it that keeps you motivated and continuing to be a small business owner I mean part of it is like a sense of pride like all the things that I have accomplished some of the things I've learned doing what I'm doing um, I'm very knowledgeable at what I do now Hmm. I, I wouldn't feel like I'm throwing away if I went to do something else but I would feel like Man, I just, you know, spent the last 12 years of my life doing something that I really learned to enjoy and just having a little bit of freedom as being a small business owner for vacations or for, Mm. well, uh, yeah, there's the other side of the coin though at the same time, being a small business owner does make you more, you know, hey, this job has to get done. If somebody's sick or they have to take their kids to a doctor's appointment, it's got to be me, so. Right. Well, would you say it's worth it though, the, uh the risk that's involved with even finances, the stress, the jobs that you have to get done. Um, is it all worth it for that sense of freedom and accomplishment and for what you've learned? Um, I mean, I'd say for me, it's definitely the value outweighs the risk. So I enjoy having that freedom Um, There is a lot of stress involved sometimes Mm -hmm. when you don't know how you're going to make payroll because you're waiting on some of these commercial checks to roll in for substantial amounts that have taken their out 60, 90 days and they haven't come in yet. Mm -hmm. Like it it does even grow your faith a little bit. Like, I don't know where this is going to come from, but God does. So, But isn't that also what makes it so much exciting and makes things almost worth living? Like it's not the safe route by any means. It's not the easy route. Um, working at a nine to five job with no stress is the easier way, but it's not necessarily the most rewarding. Um, like sometimes, honestly, I still get like butterflies when I'm going to a new job. Like, oh, I have to meet the job superintendent Mm -hmm. and like, where am I even going to park? Right. Yeah. Right. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. Don't Don't look like something stupid. Don't look like the stupid new guy. Don't look like the stupid new guy. (laughs) Act like you've done this before. (laughs) And I'm sure that's true for even guys that have been in business for 40 plus years or more. I mean, that's just our natural tendency, I think. So, but it's great that you can be honest about that and be authentic. There is a couple of job sites where I've pulled into the wrong drive before and got my Bobcat and truck stuck like right in the entryway and (laughs) nobody could get in or out because I went off the road. So (laughs) I've been, I've been that new knucklehead before. So that's good. Awesome. Mark, do you have any parting thoughts or ideas or comments for someone who is thinking about starting their own business. Maybe they're working a nine to five job 
um, maybe they just quit their job and they're starting to do something they think they're passionate about, like what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? I don't know what the percentage is, but they say most small businesses fail within the first couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have the entrepreneurial drive, you know you want to do something, but you just can't seem to find what it is yet, I'd say just keep trying. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again, and that's true with life. There's still things that I'm learning that I've screwed up on, whether my bids need to be different for a certain aspect. I mean, I've lost money on stuff that I just, I wasn't sure about, but it's just a learning process. It's helped me learn and it's helped me grow as a business owner, as an individual, and yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark, for being on the show with us today. And uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been fun. It's a little warm in here, but it's been fun. We like to keep our guests on the hot seat. Yeah, I feel like I'm on the hot seat. (laughs) Now go out there and grill us some hamburgers. All right, we'll do. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Square One Show podcast. For more episodes and inspiration about starting your business, visit squareoneshow.com.